And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back to it, Hale Varsity Radio Roadshow in Minneapolis. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal back in Lincoln for Volleyball Day in Nebraska on the scene. Evan Bland with the Omaha World Herald. Evan, thanks for a few minutes, man. Good to spend some time with you. What a what a day. What a 48 hours, 24 hours. Uh, pick the number, bud, that it's just all about that big red end. I mean, it's hard to believe, and it's a, a Wednesday, Thursday, which kind of adds to the uniqueness of the two days. But, man, what a way to really officially ring in fall sports. And, um, you know, I kind of wish, ideally, that maybe these two events were separated by a day or two. So, you know, you could uh, kind of reset and give the next one its due. But, yeah, intense time, really fun time. Evan Bland joining us, Sale Varsity Radio, as we're at the graduate here through Friday morning. And uh, Evan, I want to just kind of get your take. You're a you're a Nebraska guy. You, you've grown up with Husker football, but you also have seen and, and, and know what this volleyball program is. What does tonight mean to you as a Nebraskan? Just the ability to get this thing potentially sold out and set a world record. I mean, it's it's what's what's amazing about it is the scope of it, but also the fact that it's not that shocking, right? Like if you think about the fact that Nebraska volleyball sold out for more than two decades, the fact that they're the only women's sports team that turns a profit, the fact that uh, the state turns out volleyball talent, they turn out Olympians, they win national championships. Like if there's ever a place and a time for this to happen. It feels like it's now. I mean, Nebraska volleyball is at the height of its powers. John Cook uh, is a legend in the sport. Um, you know, the, the athletic department's fully behind this thing. So, like, it just – all these different events sort of coming together for this one grand celebration. And it is. It's, it's very cool. I mean, you think about the kind of the humble beginnings of Nebraska volleyball in the 70s and uh, how they would put a sign out in front of the NU Coliseum back then trying to get people from football games to come see them play. Um, and then just to see how it's grown through the Coliseum days, they outgrow that. Now they're at the Devaney, they sell that out and to, to dream a little bit bigger, maybe a lot bigger um, to, for, for this event at Memorial stadium tonight, really cool celebration. One of those things that in a lot of ways is bigger than the sport. Like I think if Nebraska volleyball wins a national championship this year, I wonder if that will be remembered as much as the event tonight because of just how unique it is for the, for the program, but also for women's sports at large. You said it. I mean, it's, it's bigger than an attendance number. I mean, it's a reality of a program that was started and you have Bob Devaney who brought it in. You had Terry Pettit, you know, pick things up and really started digging for 12 grand a year, Evan. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and and then you have John Cook, who, oh, by the way, hey, you want to come be a coach in waiting, even though you've got a, an elite program yourself up in Madtown? I mean, this story is just super mm-hmm. unique. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's both ways, too. Like, it's the program um, and, and the way that it's been a joy for the fans. You know, it's amid all the tumult in Nebraska athletics, like volleyball has been – that shining beacon that's sort of been above it all, right? Like they, they still contend every year. They're still always 
in the top 25 rankings, that's the thing that's sort of remained untouched as much as college athletics has changed, but it's gone the other way too. It's, it's been a, a love affair with the fans to the program. I mean, they, uh, they show out in Central City for, for spring scrimmages. They show out in Grand Island. Um, you know, they, they've packed CHI Center when, when Nebraska is there in the Final Four. They travel. Like, this is it's, – it's such a unique relationship between fan and program, and they just kind of keep upping the ante toward each other. And, like, this is kind of the ultimate example of that where, you know, even – when they announced this event in the spring, like John Cook, Trev Alberts, like they, they didn't know, like, are you going to get 30,000 people? What's it going to be like? And they kept selling seats and, and filling this thing up. And pretty soon, you know, it's at capacity. So, uh, you know, in, in some ways, and John Cook referenced this, at his press conference this week, he, he, he thought of that 1999 women's world cup with the U S and China and how that sort of pushed the boundaries for how you can perceive women's sports. I think this is another one of those things that uh, even if you're a casual sports fan or not a sports fan at all, like you take notice of something like this. And I think it can really uh, do something for the casual fan. It can uh, maybe get their attention and say, Hey, you know, college volleyball uh, is playing at an elite level. You can, you can apply that to uh, what's going on in, in women's college basketball well, women's college softball continues to explode as well. And I think this is just another example of how much women's sports have grown, but how maybe we're not quite near um, the potential that we thought that they maybe were at. Not only is this a celebration of volleyball in the state of Nebraska and women's sports as a whole, but this is a, a hell of a recruiting event for current recruits and future recruits, a message to them just about what this volleyball program is and what kind of support they're going to get here compared to everywhere else. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, what other program can, can, I mean, what do you compete against? Like if you're a, if you're a top outside hitter or a top setter, uh, you know, okay. Yeah. You can go to, you can go to Madison and, and get the tour and, and, you know, see the national championship banner hanging last year, uh, the facilities, but like, you're not going to see what you're going to see this weekend. It's, it's unprecedented. I mean, even, even John Cook has never, been a part of anything like this hasn't seen anything in his career so like um yeah how much does that how much of an impression can that leave you know on a, on a 17 or 18 year old prospect who's looking to go somewhere uh and, and there's just so much to offer right there's the nil factor there's just the the notoriety the idea of of developing and going on to be a professional and, and potentially an olympian uh i just i don't see how you could attend this thing tonight and it looks like the weather is going to hold and it's going to be a nice night. Uh, I don't, I don't see how you can attend this thing um, and, and then go anywhere else and, and really feel um, what you would feel in Lincoln uh, in Memorial stadium. So powerful recruiting tool. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just something that again, like eight months ago, nobody ever really thought this sort of thing was possible. Certainly that, that it wouldn't attract the sort of attention that it has, and again, it feels like we're our imagination for like where this thing can go continues to stretch. So I haven't going to get to football. Nebraska, Minnesota gets kicked off. Uh, you has you asked uh, an important question uh, to rule yesterday before the presser uh, finished up. And that was about the, the start fast. Uh, is that something that you want to do? And, and his answer to it well, surprised me because every coach – 
in the history of coaching that I've heard <laughs> seems to say, yeah, dude, it's important to get off on that right foot on the road. Start fast, start fast. But the bigger picture, I understand where, where Coach Rule's coming from, but let's talk, uh, let's talk tomorrow night. Um, I think it's key for Nebraska to, to get a lead and have a lead in that uh, by, by the end of the first quarter, just from a confidence standpoint. Yeah, I mean, confidence for sure. And also, you know, I asked that more because of the way that Minnesota plays with their time of possession, ball control. Like, that's not a team that you want to fall behind by, uh, you know, multiple possessions against because you're they can shorten the game and it's just – it can be hard to, to get the ball back and find some momentum. And so, you know, I appreciated Rule's answer and, and I thought it was, it was very notable too, probably the most notable thing to me. Uh, that came out of that press conference other than, you know, Tristan Alvano being named the starting kicker. But it, uh, you know, to, to, to go to the extreme of, of saying like, hey, you know, it's okay if we're down 17 to nothing because like the fourth quarter is ours. Like that's that's a heavy, heavy emphasis on finishing strong. And, you know, to, to his credit, like he was able to, to you know, to, to recount the fact that Nebraska led 10 to nothing against Minnesota last year. They score on their first two possessions and then they, they get a field goal the rest of the way. They lose the second half 20 to three and they lose the game. So like I, the point is well taken that just because you start strong, nothing is guaranteed, but man, what a way to emphasize f- finishing strong and being a fourth quarter team. And, and I thought his line about uh, NBA basketball or comparing it to NBA <laughs> basketball was pretty good. Like I can relate to that. Like five minutes left, wake me up. I'll watch the end of it. Like, I, I, that that was uh, there's some truth to that and so you know it is it's so different from what we've heard from other coaches uh and and, and i think it's just that sort of that next step in in kind of changing the mindset of this group where okay just because you don't jump out to really lead the it's, it's not over things aren't done and i think that mindset can apply to the season too right like this is game one of at least 12 and if it doesn't go your way like you know, it's not the end of the world. And it kind of felt that way the last couple of years when Nebraska lost that opener, it was like, oh, you know, you, you can, the wind kind of went out of your sails. But if you, it's all, it's all about finishing strong. And, and whether that's in this game or this season, I think if you, if you have that mindset, then, then one play, one game isn't sort of the, uh, you know, the, the critical error that it's felt like so many times over the, the past few years. I mean, another quote from that presser that I really liked from Rural was that he said he didn't know how long it was going to take, but he wanted a team that was going to play its best football in the fourth quarter. And I was trying to rack my brain and think back, what type of uphill battle is that to try to change? Because I'm thinking you probably have to go back to the Bo Pelini years to find a team that played their best football in the fourth quarter, That maybe that 2013 squad that went and took down Michigan State at Sparty. Yeah, I, I think that's probably right. Like, you know, the, the first half of the Mike Riley era in 2016, you know, they, they start that half of the year undefeated and then tailed off. And, and really since then, <clears throat> they, they just hasn't been much momentum. I don't think they've won three games in a row at any point since that 2016 season. So there's just, there hasn't been that, that exciting finish. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I think you're right. Since the, the Bo Pelini era. Um, and that was the last time, even just in the second half of the season where, where Nebraska would finish strong and you'd sort of feel that momentum going into the off season. Um, and there's, I think there's some power to that, like just in terms of, of recruiting energy, fan perception, 
Um, you know, how you go about your business, the vigor with which you, you go about your business as a player. I think that matters. Like if you believe that you're building on something. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. I, I do think the second half of the season this year sets up pretty well for Nebraska to finish strong and, and, and to take some momentum into, you know, into next season as well. Um, but, you know, how long has it been since, since maybe Nebraska's out outplayed its expectations going into the season. It's been a long time. And so that the second half of the year, I think, is is the part that people are going to remember, right? Like we've talked about Minnesota and Colorado for so long. I think in some ways we kind of can forget that there are 10 other games coming up after that. And and how we ultimately judge the success of this season, you know, will we'll be by those familiar metrics like bowl games uh, and things like that. But I think it's also going to be how does Nebraska play in November, are they playing meaningful football in November? And if they are, then that's going to be uh, on its own something a lot different than we've seen around here for at least six or seven years. Evan, we'll see you when you get up here, man. Thanks for squeezing us in today. You got it, guys. Yep. See you Thursday.